And today I'm talking to Ryan Mannix. And uh, if you live in Melbourne, Australia, you would have heard of this name rolling around. Ryan's, Ryan is, is one of those teachers who's got such a gentle nature. He's a yoga teacher, obviously, but um, he's also got this power to him. And, and he's one of, those, uh, one of those dudes that a lot of men relate to, but also women relate to as well. So he's got this really cool balance and he's, he's just such a, such a beautiful human as well. So I want to get Ryan on because I just want to see what, what your journey's been, dude. Like, it's uh, welcome to this, whatever show this is going to be. <laughs> Tommy, thanks for those kind words, mate. I'm stoked to be here. And just to be able to chat with you, you know, you're um, uh, such a beautiful energy to be around and this is a great opportunity. So stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries, Rizo. Hey, so man, so obviously, uh, you know, you you you're a te- you teach yoga now, and you you know you you do you're a Lululemon ambassador. You've got all these cool accolades, but but it'll be really cool to hear where I guess where you started and and um, and your journey into the to the to yoga and mindfulness and all that type of stuff. How you sort of stumbled across it? Yeah, thanks, Tommy. Well, it was interesting. Um... I kind of, when I think back to, because I was sort of thinking back, you know, reflecting on um, the yoga journey and so forth. And I look back and I sort of feel like I had yoga going on at a, you know, a pretty young age. Um, I remember through, I used to be a runner. So I started, um, my goal was always to just represent my country in something. And then I started running and I found out that I was, you know, um, running was, I was suited to running and I had, you know, early success in running. And what sort, what sort of success did you have? Well, you know, just like when I was probably 13, 14, I started taking running a little bit more seriously. And, you know, I was always knocking around with um, you know, skateboarding and just you know, I was probably, I wasn't really, you know, doing much you know, stuff at school. I was just, you know, just getting around. And then I just started having a little success. I, I you know, entered a cross-country team at school and um, I got put, sort of pushed into that a little and, just started running I, I just started really enjoying running and the success started to become you know in, in competition and um through the school level and then got to represent my state which was sort of cool so sort of just you know flowed on from there and then looking back we used to go on these i was sort of introduced to the victorian institute of sport and the australian institute of sport and we used to go on these running camps and we used to do yoga so back in the young age we used to do, i used to hate it yeah yoga yeah yoga i was like I just wasn't into it and um but I was always into mindfulness you know I love the we also you know used to do lots of visualization and lots of mindfulness and self-regulation practice um so I was really into that and you know before races I would sit and visualize how I wanted the race to go and, and notice myself breathing and visualize myself running so from an early age I really started to you know get stuck into mindfulness and meditation and then I happened to at uni um funny story at uni I, I went to Ballarat uni because I knew that all the best runners were up in Ballarat and um and I was at uni and there was a an elective yoga and a yoga elective I was doing PE teaching and it was a yoga elective and I was like I'm just gonna do yoga so the elective was based on you know um the you know it was a, it was generally philosophy but it was also you know actual yoga so it was great i really got stuck in it i loved it 
Yeah, beautiful. So, so wait, have you ever been in a place in your life when you haven't had your shit together? Ah, uh, so <laughs> I haven't got my shit together, Tommy. Trust me. No, no, because because there's always most people that I speak to when they get into a mindfulness practice or uh, the practice of, of yoga, whether it's a physical aspect or meditation or whatever. There's there's always this transition point where they went, you know what? There's it's either a calling to it or it's something that happens in their life when they fall in a heap, whether you know, break up from a girlfriend or or lose everything financially, whatever it is. This there seems to be like this overarching thing where something happens. Somehow you you, you get to understand the real gift of of yeah. mindfulness and, and yoga. Yeah, well, so like I said, I was sort of dabbling in it, and then I sort of took a bit of a hiatus from it I didn't really visit it I went and raced I li- went and lived in Kenya for a little and ran over in Kenya and trained with those guys and then you know lived in Europe and raced Europe, European circuit and really got heavy into the athletic sort of you know that was my profession for a long time and um so you, and then, you were actually a professional like you got paid to run yeah I represented Australia I, you know like was able to win some money and so forth and um, so I achieved all of the objectives, achieved all the, the goals. It was kind of <clears throat> towards the end of my, seat, my, my sort of career as an, an athlete, I was getting a little burnt out and, you know, the heavy training hours and so forth. And um, I remember I got hit by a motorbike out training, out race, you know, on the bike, um, broke my hip in, you know, five or six places. I, you know, tore my labrum, tore my, tore my cartilage. And Wow. Where was that? So that was just, I was just out training on the, you know, um, just uh, on the, on the pushy and just, yeah. It was what, in bit, Melbourne? Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, as a result, it was, yeah, it was 18 weeks on crutches. It was in hospital, oh, okay. in and out of hospital, trying to rehab this hip. And fortunate enough, one of my friends who was um, actually helping with rehab, her name was Rosie um, McCaughey and she opened a, studio, a yoga studio called Rise Yoga. So this is back in the day and, you know, I'd, I'd sort of, so I went and started, she just said, why don't you come and practice a little bit of yoga? And I was like, why not? So I just went in to practice yoga as a means of rehab and I got addicted to the hot sweat and I got addicted to, you know, and, and then when I started to rehab my hip, you know, it was almost like I went back to running and I went back to trying to make a comeback into the sport of, um, at that time, duathlon and triathlon. But it just, the yoga stayed. It was like something about the yoga. It was just kind of stuck. I didn't really dig the first couple of times I went in. You know, I must say, like, oh, I don't know about this stuff. But then there was something about it that just sort of stuck. And, you know, not only did it help me rehab my body, um, and also my nervous system was always like, go, 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 all the time, you know, yeah. drinking, this and that. It really helped me sort of find a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more centered sort of energy. Yeah, and what about uh, and what about your uh, like mentally? Where were you at? Like, how was you know how was their mind chatter? Were you stressed and anxious? Like that was, a, that was a tough one because two weeks, you know, I was, I was two weeks later, you know, after the, the bike crash, I was representing Australia in again in a, in another race, and so it was kind of like I was in peak form, top form, and all of a sudden I'm in a hospital bed and there was nothing. So if there was any a stage where I really sort of you know went into a dark place that was definitely a time in my life when I went into that dark place and was questioning you know what what the hell is you know all this about I've always sort of been a positive sort of look to the the glasses always full sort of guy 
So I knew that there was a way out. I used to, you know, admire certain athletes that would come back from certain things. So I would always look forward and um, to challenge, but that one was definitely testing. And, but I didn't really call on meditation. You know, I'd probably at that point, if I was looking back, you know, I definitely could have probably, you know, utilized meditation a little bit more. Mm. So then I kind of just stumbled into yoga through an um, opportunity to rehab my body, not, not focusing on, it was a short term thing. I was just going to be like, all right, I'm in on this and I'm going to do it. And we were having a chat before this. And I remember going into yoga and I was the only bloke. And yeah. These classes with all these, it's kind of a little intimidating. There was all these bendy women in the room with, you know, yoga pants. And I'm this guy with just rocking up. I couldn't even touch my knees. My hamstrings were so tight. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's the same when they start. It was definitely, there was an intimidation because it was new and I was always used to like performance and doing well at things. And I was just like, it was a bit of a struggle town for the first couple of, you know, couple of months, I'd say, until I really started to fall into not so much the, I mean, the physical was cool, but I've always had physical. So it was, I don't know, there was just something about the, the yoga class. It was like, I couldn't, I can't even know how I explain it now. If you want to talk about the energy of something or, you know, like if you want to go into that sort of, I don't know. Just- yeah. Well, I mean, look, it, it's interesting because, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people have a running practice. Like there's, especially dudes, there's a lot of dudes I know who have got a really consistent running practice and, and what, uh, I guess the feedback that I hear, and I'm sure you would as well, is that when you've got a, when you've got a running practice, you, your hammies get tight, the hips get tight, you know, everything sort of gets tight. So you would have really experienced, uh, I guess, the physical aspect of yoga really opening you up. Yeah. I mean, my body started to open in ways that I wouldn't imagine, you know, being able to touch my toes or wrap my thigh over my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think of yoga as sitting in it, you know, like those guys that used to wrap their legs around their head and I, was, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that sort of stuff, you know, it's not for me, but. I started to realize that it was so much more than just the pose, you know, just the, the posture. This, this is the stuff I guess we talk about. And just as much as my body was starting to open, I then went over to Bali, um, you know, an ex-girlfriend at the time and I went over to live in Bali and it just so happened there was a yoga teacher training course on. Now, I was a school teacher back home and I thought it kind of made sense. So I'm going to, I was living in Bali and not doing much, just kicking about surfing and running and practicing yoga. So I was like, I'm going to just do a yoga teacher training. And as a result, you know, you meet all these guys, certain people in yoga that have all doing their, you know, different things. And I think my mind started to become a little bit more open to other people's ways. And especially in Bali, you know, there's so many crazy things going on over there, you know, so many different yeah. yoga and so many people like energetics of the practice and you might call them hippies, you know, I'd say but like, this is like a bit weird, but it just uh, my mind started, I was less judgmental and, you know, I was a little bit more open to what other people were doing and, that was the, the probably the biggest turning point for me. I noticed that, you know, in when I was an athlete, I was really competitive and I it was win at all costs. And I was always like pushing and striving and trying to beat people and trying to compete with people. And, you know, that sort of stuff can really cause ju- judgment. And I was always, you know, sort of, and now I noticed that the yoga, it's kind of flipped that on its head, you know, and now yeah. Me, I'm only in yoga right now. Is is, is an, it's an opportunity to collaborate with crew and to um, come together with community, and that's what I thrive off right now. So yeah, love it, man, love it. So in terms of uh, in terms of your your journey through the mindfulness and yoga and stuff, was there was there a moment for you where you 
we just it's one of those aha moments or you got smashed in the face with the the power and and the the real gift behind mindfulness and yoga and stuff so what was there a, a defying moment when you went fuck this is not just about moving the body there's more to this than that yeah i mean i, I think that came a little later like i was always then i started teaching so i came back and i started to teach at rise and you know, Rise was such fertile soil for good yoga. You know, you had all these amazing teachers in one place. So you just started teaching good yoga. And I just started teaching, every, you know, people would come into class and have these emotional releases and, and things like that. And, you know, for me, I never really experienced that. I was like, oh, what is, you know, didn't really dive into the energetics. It didn't really hit me that much. I remember being over in New York one time. I'd trained with these guys called Laughing Lotus. They were a crew out of New York. Yeah. Ed Langley and you know Dana and Trixie Finn, you know some pretty fun yoga rhythm and, and style music and kind of like that at that point and I went over and um on a holiday just to visit them in New York and I was in the studio and Dana had um uh, Dana had the, the whole dance hall it's called the dance hall the studio is a dance hall it's got like 100 people anyway I remember in this class and just kind of in the class and she's just in the flow of things and the music's going and people are moving and it's sweaty and she wasn't even yelling out poses she was just yelling out like all this this you know whatever she was yelling out I just got in the flow of it and for some reason I just started just bawling my eyes out mid-class and I wasn't sad I wasn't happy and I just walked out of that class thinking you know what like there's something so deep about this practice that mm. you know I kind of the mind can't sort of explain but that was a sort of aha moment to People can have really cool releases in classes, you know. People can yeah. have cool, and I wasn't trying to do that. I wasn't sort of working towards that. It just, you know, I think that yoga can influence people on so many different levels, and that was a cool moment for me. That was like, wow, this stuff's powerful, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do I ever? <laughs> everyone, every, everyone that's got a that's got a well, a daily or long lasting practice in any form of mindfulness practice will we'll that everyone's got a story where it's just like, Oh wow. That's what I'm involved in here. Now I get it. Totally something different, you know, like it's mm. different to any exercise I've ever done. And, but now, you know, like it's, I totally see that, um, you know, asana and, and exercise and things are definitely a nice pathway. That was my pathway into this practice, you know, the exercise element and the physical element. And as you know, it goes a little deeper, you know, you, you talk about like spirituality or meditation and that becomes, I guess, sort of like the ground in which I practice from now and sort of the asana becomes more of the little, the, the tools, you know, that I use. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so if there was, uh, let's say there's a, there's a, there's a guy watching this now and he's just randomly stumbled onto to you and me chatting. Yeah. And uh, you know, I guess he's, he's got, you know, he's got a family, he's got a couple of kids at home. He's, working and and there's something you know what let's say he's a runner as well loves to run runs like eight ten k's a week or whatever and uh and he's just sort of looking at my ugly head and, and your beautiful head and and he's going fuck there's something there's something in this you know and and there's probably a calling in him to try something like yoga or mindfulness what would your you know if you tune into someone like that what would your guidance be for for that, for that dude. Little intermission. If you are interested in coaching with Tommy Kendi, please go to tommykendi.com. 
Booking.com and click on the Contact Now button and then book in for a 15-minute free session to get some ideas on how you can work with me. Yeah, I think that we've all kind of got a calling. I would say, you know, um, I was chatting to a dude this morning actually on the run. We had a little run crew this morning that we are running with and um, he was chatting to the fact that when he, when he had that sort of calling, he went and did some a little bit of online yoga and just did some asana at home or, and, th- and things like that. For me, it was more getting into a studio and, you know, experiencing for myself. I think, I don't know, I, the, the, <clears throat> if I had some advice, I'd sort of be like, just give it a go you know it's like you never it's yoga I always thought people would be looking at me and you know it's like I'm going to be judged and, and things like that but you when you know you go into a yoga class you don't even really like really really know who's in the class you kind of just such in your own practice that you forget mm. about everyone else around you and it's like it doesn't matter if you can touch your toes it doesn't matter if you can touch your knees it doesn't really matter about any like anything like that and as a teacher you know you'd know um just as as well as i do that nothing's forced everything's encouraged you know and that's what i love you know that's what i love it's not it's not competitive it's the absolute opposite to that so i think if it's calling out to you and it's sort of been tugging at your attention for a little while it's a great opportunity you know new studios going to open things are going to start to open up a little bit now and people just want to sort of connect with things and there's such beautiful communities around with yoga. I never thought I'd be hanging out with yoga crew, that's for sure. But, you know, and some of my best mates now are people in yoga and we have cool chats and, you know, we don't sit and do like ceremonies and so forth. But, you know, that could be cool too. But yeah, uh, it's just cool. It's just nice to have these, you know, healthy, honest discussions about stuff. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'd say just take action, give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. And if yeah. you... You're thinking maybe some online yoga to start that could be like a cool entry point there's so much of it around at the moment mm. Mm. that's awesome Rizo. thanks Tommy what's that your big buddha head in the background oh you like the buddha like it um all right one more one more little question Ryan that uh that I think you you'd really nail in terms of the uh the, the mental side of of, um, of of these practices like yoga and mindfulness, you know, what, because I know with me, one of the the biggest things that, one of the biggest gifts that I've received from yoga, other than experiencing my own strength in my body through the physical practice, is also th- this idea of, of really just allowing the mind chatter to soften a little bit and and uh and with you you know what what what's the uh what what would you say the biggest advantage or benefit is in terms of the the mindfulness practice within yoga meditation whatever breathing whatever it might be yeah i think from i mean it's there's so many different little things that i've noticed is a little subtle sort of things that i've noticed because i've always as i said been competitive so i'm like has to be a good meditation you know i have to close my eyes and it has to be solid and you know so <clears throat> i think it's not so much about for me I, I've, I've what i've found useful is it doesn't really matter what the meditation is like i might sit for 20 minutes and close my eyes and and it's like <clears throat> just thinking the whole time you know my mind's just like totally racing and but i've noticed the more consistently i i do that the more consistent 
totally the mind will sort of, I've noticed personally the mind sort of slows itself down a little, you know, we use pranayama techniques or breath techniques and so forth. And then you can sit in a little bit more, you know, still perhaps in the mind. But the real payoff for me, I've noticed that the mind's just sort of, I don't know, I'm just a little bit less reactive, you know, mm. like miss the train. It's like big deal. I'll get the next one or a, a, a bill comes in the mail and I'm like, you know what, there's, there's another bill again. You know, there's like less, mm-hmm. there's less kind of reactivity and there's less, and as I was talking about before, less judgment or blame or, you know, like trying to, I've just noticed there's a, it's kind of like, I don't know, relaxation, you could call mm. it, willingness. I've noticed I've been able to relax more, even when people are like, hey, we've got a pandemic, we're going to close the studios now. I'm like, okay, well, close <laughs> the studios, you know, like for the old man would have been like, what? Close the studios, ripping my hair out, you know, like. So I think there's just these subtle little things that you notice. And when you don't, when I don't do the meditation and mindfulness, which, you know, is pretty rare these days, but when I don't do it, I've noticed that, you know, I'm the first one to get a little bit, you know, I can react or, not that I don't react, but I just don't react in ignorance anymore. I can see myself when I'm sort of over the edge or when I'm kind of shutting down. And it's been really helpful also in like relationships with mates or you know, partners and so forth. When I notice notice myself when I'm shutting down or notice when I'm sort of closing off, whereas the old me, I wouldn't notice at all. I'd just shut down and close off, you know? Mm, mm. So it's been really cool, insightful. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. One of the one of the key things, you know, is this this uh, you know when you well, through meditation practices, is is you're able to sort of acknowledge when you're being in, in your dysfunction, and you're yeah. just like, oh wow, how interesting! Like I'm I'm identifying with that or whatever, and you don't when you have these practices, you, you sort of become a lot more aware of when you're buying into shit that doesn't actually matter. Yeah, and you can kind of like, I mean, it's this old thing you know you say it all the time you can kind of like just you can just keep seeing the whole day through that filter of like shit day or whatever it is or you can just try and let it go and just be like okay let's you know like isn't it cool i remember you know yesterday i was out with a couple mates over at paran market and just having some lunch and so forth it was just and it was just like one of those days nothing was working you know like nothing was working it was just like it was just this after that and like and it was so it's kind of like I could have just kept on holding on to that and, you know, um, and, you know, my mate's the same. Or it's just kind of like, you know what? I think I'm just more in tune with when that sort of shit, ha- you know, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, those days sort of happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome, Ryan. Thank you so much for hanging out with uh, Uncle Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, it's a uh, pleasure yeah. to have you on. And, um and yeah, so what, what are you what are you doing now? Just in case people want to check you, like I don't know, check you out or see what the uh, the the yoga guru is doing these days. Uh, what are uh, you doing? Well, I'm sort of I'm teaching some online classes at the moment, just for studios. I really love supporting the studios out there, so I'm sort of teaching at Happy Melon and Yoke and Good Vibes um, where we can, sort of just with the online stuff. I'm super pumped to come back. But the main focus for me is um, new teachers. I love sort of hanging out with new teachers. Yeah, they're so inspiring. I just feel like there's probably like 150 new teachers that would love to teach a class that I teach. So it's like keeps me honest, keeps me motivated, keeps me sort of you know um, pre- preparing and things like that. So I'm doing a lot of mentoring and got a little mentoring program online called Fly Mentoring. So I'm working with yoga, new yoga teachers, and really just trying to collaborate with different people. Um, I love collaboration. You know, it's like yeah. I love when I collaborate with different people, even you, you know, like how to set up a podcast, how to just, 
have an interview and mm. I love that sort of side of things. But if you were to catch me in a yoga class, it would be at Yoke, um, Good Vibes and Happy Melon. And that's in Melbourne. So if you're not in Melbourne, you miss out. But if you're not in Melbourne, then you can uh, – what's this fly one? Where, where do they find that? Yeah, that's sort of – so if you are like a yoga teacher out there and you sort of um, – I don't know. It's nice to sort of, I've always had mentors in my life, like as a runner or as, you know, coaching and so forth. So I sort of missed that a little in um, the yoga. I've been fortunate to have a couple of crew that have really helped me and assisted me along the way, but. Um, and so where do they find it? So if you were looking at the fly mentoring program, just find it on my Instagram or at Vinny yoga um, or at my Instagram page, which is Ryan Mannix underscore yoga. And it's just a little link in the bio. I did the old link tree. It's sort of with the uh, technology, so it's up there and ready to go if you're out there. Awesome, man! Thanks, Rizo. So, uh, really appreciate your channel. I'm sure a lot of a uh, lot of people, but especially men, I reckon, will get a lot out of uh, listening to your story. Yeah, I'd love to see more and more. I mean, we see more and more men every time, like in studios, don't we? So, I, I yeah. love, love yeah. their practices. Awesome, brother! Thanks, Rizo. Thanks, Tommy.